Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the fun path of life. Hold on. I'm actually just now going upstairs to, to get my, uh, my packet. So I just uh, now sent Eliana on her way. And uh, well, I'm not going to go into anything quite yet. I just need to get that pack on. And then as I exit the door, I talk about my <laughs> single guest. <laughs> what a weird thing. It is definitely challenging. Oh, well, I guess in a strange way, you know, boredom is... Uh, all right, put the pack on. Get the hip belt. There we go, get nice and cinched. Okay, uh, how would I describe that? Do you know that? <laughs> that boredom, that inaction, that discomfort being in that mode. Uh, also kind of a lethargy, kind of apathy. I have all those kind of things happening where, you know, uh, I mean, Obviously, the nature of this place means that uh, there is only. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up the hill here. I'm gonna do an up climb. Uh, I might even go to the cell tower. Actually, yeah, gonna enjoy conditioning. That's gonna wake me up. And anywho, uh, yeah. You know, I uh, actually I had Tanvi. I guess I'll start from there. So yesterday morning, you know, I've had a few people coming in. Obviously, we are, I guess, technically not the first albergue on the Camino because there is one as you're crossing the road to enter uh, Navarrete. So there is a, you know, there is a long stretch of road once you cross on the bridge, the interstate. I think it's an interstate. It's a major road anyway major highway and then there is this long stretch where i can see pilgrims you know five ten minutes before they actually arrive and then you have a, a zigzag on a road or you have this uh, wooden staircase you know with basically a steeper ascent and then you cross that uh, county road i guess and then you enter navarrete and as you cross the road you can see on the left so you would have to basically leave the camino and maybe one minute away or so, you have that albergue. I forgot the name. And then if you stay on the Camino, then uh, depending, because there are actually now two ways, on the left, you will not see La Casa del Peregrino. But if you are going on the on the higher one, which leads you tr straight to church, which is really actually the nicest anyway, then you would see the sign for the albergue and then take a right and I don't know, 10 seconds or whatever, and then you are there. So for some people, it's kind of a place to stop. Sometimes it's maybe a, they look confused or they want to take a break, which I have a feeling once we start, when it starts to get hot, uh, there may be more traffic for people wanting to stop taking a break, having a drink, sitting down and, you know, getting some respite. And so Count V came in, he was early, and uh, she has, so she's of uh, Indian descent, but she's a 
California girl just finished a PhD in chemical engineering and uh, thinking about dropping it, you know, it's, it's a heck of a statement. But basically, you know, taking this Camino to try to get a, a head straight, ideal, not quite sure. So we kind of talked and kind of funny, I kind of unleashed, you know, some of my, I guess, observation. You know, about the wokeness, political correctness, uh, kind of the division and, uh, you know, the, the kind of the nature, what seems to be the nature of uh, societal life, you know, that is intolerance and the like. So it was really, I would even say to her, it's like, why am I unleashing so much to you? It was kind of weird. But anywho. And then uh, she ended up leaving a pack or going into town, and I guess she found either she found somebody she liked or she just didn't know how to. Oh shit, be careful, it's muddy. Say that she wanted to go to a different place, or so whatever the case, it doesn't matter. You know, but you know, it was nice, offered her some water, she had a place to take a break, and that was the extent of my uh, hospitality. So there was her, and then this pack got dropped off at the albergue. I'm like, okay, so here we go. I'm getting at least one person here. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, Iliana came. Iliana is from Greece, but she's been living abroad for many years. So she's a biologist. She does uh, uh, lab work, genetic kind of lab work. So, And then she's been living in England and in Holland, and now she's going to Germany. So she's got a job. So sounds like she's pretty proficient at what she does. A quick uh, update on the weather. Uh, looks lighter, still a bunch of clouds. You know, it's uh, there's a light layer or light uh, mist of fog. Barely, I mean, I see, I see quite far, but it's kind of a little romantic layer. And the uh, sun is behind the clouds, so I get a break, but who knows what's going to happen today. Could rain again. Anywho. So Eliana came in, basically, again, not quite knowing what she was going to do. She actually had a reservation in Najera, which is 16 kilometers away. But basically, you know, not quite getting a stride in order, a cadence, you know, a rhythm. The idea about what should I cover each day, or you know, like what's a stage and what people do, and so very, very typical for a lot of people. So basically, it was like, here, yeah, have a seat. Would you like, you know? Actually, I was uh, I was laying on the couch. I was taking my nap, and then uh, Rayita was on top of me. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm. <laughs> I stayed laying down, and we chatted, and uh, for a bit, and uh, I was like, no sweat, you know, take a break, enjoy. And then uh, whatever you want to do is fine, you know? And basically she ended up staying. So I don't think she she's thought of that, that uh, she was kind of surprised actually, because she did have a reservation to a different place, but she felt like, you know, I'm tired. Today's hard, so yeah, I'm going to stay here. So we chatted for a while, then I got a check in and and I was like, well, you know, there is this pack, so there's more than likely one more person beside you. But for now, you have the whole place to yourself. And in the end, she had the whole place to herself because this Austrian guy came later, quite late actually, to get his pack. 
and then was about to leave and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude, but if you just drop your pack here, you know, there's a consignment of five euro for just uh, keeping your bag for you if you're not going to stay. And so, you know, he basically pay. Kind of a slight jittedness, but very, very light, but he kind of felt it a little bit. But I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's what, uh, it's what Anhel has decreed. So that was that. And so it was just her. And I think there might be a little confusion because I kind of told her to kind of let me know, you know, for dinner. Uh, and basically she didn't until, uh, I think when she got back, it was like quarter to seven. And I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's too late, but it's all good. There's a great place for you to eat. So, you know, it's fine. And then uh, she actually joined me to church where the same, uh, I really like him. The same priest officiated it. Really, really liked, uh, I don't know, just like it. It's been a while since I've actually, uh, the sermon, I like his sermon. I'm actually more attentive to it because it's not pedantic. You know, it's not, I don't know, it's kind of scared this. A lot of it has a kind of a mechanical way to it. You know, it's theoretical or theological and, it just doesn't feed me. But what he's saying is like, I definitely can relate and I find it interesting. So it was kind of nice. And uh, I was even debating actually, weirdly enough, to maybe going to Maison Deportivo or Bar Deportivo, you know, where some pilgrims have gone and, you know, praise the food and really, really enjoyed it. And actually, regardless whether I do or not, I know that the pilgrims, as a general rule, really like it. So it's going to be my recommendation as of now for pilgrims. So here I am. I don't know how many... Uh, I am basically very... almost at the level of the steeple of the church, which is quite a big church, actually, for a small town. Uh, and you can see the ranges of mountains, which I'll tell you actually what they are. And in this cell tower behind me, so Parada del Camino de Santiago, so Iglesia de la Santa Maria de la Asunción, so Maria of the Assumption, Sierra de Moncalvillo, so Sierra de Moncalvillo, it's behind the church from here, Medrano, Sojuela, Peñas de Isla Llana, Entrena, Piscinas, so there's a, where is it? Okay, okay, so I see the swimming pool is right there. Okay. And then Sierra del Camero Viejo. So that's in the background over there. Del Camero, I don't know what Camero is. Valle del Iregua y Monte de la Pila. That's kind of weird. It's just this one little mount, little bump, little hill here. And then there is more. Uh, there is another range here as I keep walking in circle around the cell tower here in Navarrete, basically the highest point here in town, which is, I think, typically where they're going to put things like a cell tower or things about the weather. Um, that's actually quite close, you know, considering not even 10 minutes from the albergue. Maybe that's why we have such a good uh, Wi-Fi. I don't know. So anywho, so yeah, a lot of downtime, uh, you know, the Duolingo, I'm uh, the great in the morning, you know, like right now, you know, 
I realize I'm kind of pushing it to 7.45 instead of 7.30 to, uh, to get on to the walk. And I think I'm going to keep it at that unless I have like a crazy morning. I have the time for it because I just don't have the same enthusiasm. Yeah. No me da tanta ilusión. Yeah. After. Yeah, it's just not the same. So headspace-wise, I'm a little more tired, a little more lazy. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, where? Okay, okay, okay. So hold on. Ah, it's over here. Okay. Uh, where? Where do I not see the mountain here? Hmm. Okay, so this is here. Hang in there, guys. I'm kind of trying to match. Uh, Sierra de Cantabria. I guess it's, I don't know, it's kind of funky. So there is a, in the north of us, so there's another mountain range. So three mountain range that you can see from here. So anywho. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm actually okay in terms of, you know, not getting the traffic. You know, of course, I, I would rather... You know, if I had to choose, yeah, I would say, yeah, you know, bring me some traffic people I can, you know, receive. I have a nice place. It's nice and clean, you know. I have everything prepared. I mean, I'm basically going to do the same thing today, you know, even though I had one pilgrim and Angel would tell me, well, I mean, Anthony doesn't, you know, doesn't make sense to to do the mopping and everything. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to do that. Uh, like today, I'm going to clean the other shower. I did the tile of the shower on one of them and then today I'll take a shower in the other one and then uh and then clean that up and uh, yeah and then do the whole floor the sink and you know it looks nice and shiny and spotless you know mirrors and everything and i like it, it makes me happy and honestly i think i would feel horrible you know if somebody was to come and complain about something about the cleanness if i only had you know one or two whatever ridiculously low number of guests the preceding night so and it's not really the reason but i do you know i do enjoy it it's actually quite fast you know i i put in my podcast and i barely have time to get my rotation in and so and then of course and i'm, I'm going to go get some uh whole wheat toast actually today i realize i'm going to move away from that kind of white bread that we offer you know for to toast for breakfast which is nice it's a nice breakfast that's kind of offered to everybody that's basically included in the price. So uh, I think it's quite a nice formula that he has in hell. You know, for 15 euro, you actually get some real bed sheet, you know, with a, a pillow sleeve, a pillow cover. And then uh, he has blankets if people want to, of course. But that's, that's kind of typical of private albergues, at least. And then, uh, and then you have this breakfast, you know, coffee, tea, or chocolate, and then you have bread toast with jam, butter, and milk, and then uh, cornflakes, and then oatmeal. Oatmeal is my addition because I, <laughs> that's what I eat every morning. And actually, I think I'm going to bump up my quantity because I don't think I'm, uh, I think I want to eat more. That's actually, I, I do a big glass of uh, oats, but I only, I eat that in like three days. So it's not that much. So I'm going to, I'm going to bump it up. Yeah, I'm going to make more. I need to find, possibly I have to get a, 
something to store it because I don't have enough uh, Tupperwares, you know, snap on. And I have to go to the uh, El Chino and see what they have and get myself something bigger. Anywho. But uh, yes, so actually talking about, you know, cleaning the place and everything, you know, one of the sometimes issues in an albergue, and again, it's not a big, it's not the end of the world, you know, but it kind of sucks. You know, you go to the toilet, you don't think about it, and there is no more toilet paper. You know, it's happened to me. It's rare, and it's quite rare, but it happens. You know, that's why I carry uh, some toilet paper with me. But I don't always take it with me when I go to the bathroom. So there is a kind of your catch-22 here. Or uh, a dilemma is that because you almost never have that issue, then you don't get into the habit of having it with you. And, well, then it's what it is. It's like, you know, how are you going to handle that? And so yesterday there was this, Angel um, sent me these things like, hey, check out this review. And from this Mariana, which there hasn't been a Mariana staying at the albergue, and basically talking about the place being dirty, no toilet paper, old furniture. And I'm like, well, you know, it sounds like she, she got it wrong in terms of where she stayed. You know, maybe she got confused. And uh, I could tell that Angel was affected. And I'm like... Well, es el, de vez en cuando es el rollo de las reseñas. So once in a while, it's kind of the bummer, you know, about the, the reviews, you know, it's, and you can't. Uh, no llueve al gusto de todo. So it doesn't rain to the taste of everybody or to the liking of everybody. You know, not everybody likes the rain. So it's an expression basically saying that you can't please everybody all the time. It just doesn't happen. And... Uh, but I could tell, you know, you kind of, uh, of course, like most people, you know, you have your business, you have your pride, you know, you care about it. And uh, and then you try to get those things, you know, to, to be as clean as possible or to correct them. And I don't know if you tried. Well, I think he did. He did send something that's like, I don't think you stayed at our place, you know. And his place is, I'm, I'm pretty sure with him too, but I know with me, you know, the way I have it, I feel quite good, you know, where... Uh, the place is out. Speaking of, I was just thinking, what extra cleaning will I do today? And I will do the top bunk. So I will sanitize the top bunk as a sleeve for the mattresses. The mattress cover, I guess you would call it, right? A waterproof mattress cover, you would call it? Or I want to call it a fonda, which is like a sleeve. Yeah, it's something that you slide the mattress into and then you zip it. And it has this kind of, a, it's a blue color and it has kind of a waterproof uh, kind of a, clothing basically on the outside so it's nice you know it prevents things from kind of getting and crusting themselves into the mattresses and chinches you know bed bug and the like so mm -hmm. anywho and so so yeah that was that but very very quiet and there was actually something funny about the austrian guy so i tried to use the phone number you know on the on the ticket from the the taxi carrier and it just didn't match. Whatever he wrote was like, you know, as a, I couldn't quite read a number right, or there were too many, or God knows what. But basically, so I was trying to WhatsApp the guy. You know, I don't have a, an international plan, but, you know, with WhatsApp, that's a cool thing about it. And, uh, and it didn't work out. So I ended up after a while, it was like, I don't know, close to six o'clock, something like that. And I just, just in case, I'm like, let me get a hold of... Uh, Angel and see if he's contacted him and possibly just didn't pass it on to me. 
And within five minutes after sending the message to Angel, basically the guy came. So we figured this one out. And then I basically said, you know, uh, send a message to Angel, say, hey, it came. All good. I guess I just need to send you a message for him to, to show up. And uh, and actually, that's something to a silly, well, it's not a silly, it's a detail, something that I realized. So the consignment is basically you having to be, I mean, basically I'm here, so the guy shows up, and then the pack is here for him safely. So if he's if it's basically just using as a deposit box, then there's going to be a fee. I'm not sure if five is right, the amount, but it is. And then this is the second time that happens. And then a kind of a part of me was kind of like, well, you know what, for this one, uh, you know, I'll I'll take the five euros. And then yesterday I realized, yeah, but, you know, this one, it will be for Angel. And then I realized, no, I, neither. Meaning, uh, I'll talk to Angel because it's something we haven't discussed. Uh, so I will basically bring that up to him that we have two, two consignment and what would be a fair, you know, uh, allocation of that. And I will state, you know, because I feel like I, I would deserve some of it. You know, because obviously I'm here to be the pack. I'm here to receive the pilgrim. So, um, and then we'll see what he thinks. You know, if he doesn't, and then that'd be fine. Like I said, I'm not going to be arguing about that, and uh, that would be definitely a, a point of debate if somehow next year the idea of that would somehow come up. If somehow I would think about it, which I have no idea. You know. It, does that going to make sense? No idea. But those will be two things before starting the year that I would want to to clarify the the whole private room, and then just getting the same amount of money for for price that's going to be depending on who it is. If it's one person, it's twenty five euro more, and then I would get no cut of that. That to me does feel kind of problematic. But uh, at the same time, let's also see how the season goes, because. Obviously, I'm not looking at getting rich, and I'm not going to get rich, you know, working here, that I know. Uh, but also, you know, it is his place, and uh, and the idea of also supporting, being of help for him, thing that he's doing, that he's involved in, and uh, it just also possibly might just make more sense to just let go of more of that, and not to not to worry about that stuff. So I am I am considering that too, but realizing for now it's not important, you know. And if that's if he feels strongly about that, and if that's why he put his foot down, then so be it. That's fine. I'll, uh, it's not important. So I'm not going to be losing money being here, you know. So it doesn't matter, you know, whether I live with uh, 500 euros or 1,000 euros for, you know, for three months. You know, it doesn't matter. So we'll uh, we'll see about that. But I realize, yeah, I need to keep that plate clean on my part at least. It's I see the slippery slope with this thing about the consignment, so I'm gonna basically put it in my book because you more than likely will not know. I mean, even though there are cameras, but you know, so that would depend on me. And then I realized, yeah, complete integrity is very, very important, even more so when it comes to financial uh, disclosure. So that is for that. Okay, let me see. There's a car coming here. Okay. No, 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 it's nothing. Muchas gracias. Buen día. There's a local guy stopping to let me know. Hey, man, the, the Camino is not through here. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you. Anywho. So we had quite, we had those weird showers even at night, you could hear it, dumping on it. So, you know, uh, I mean, basically storms, you know, short lived, kind of like summer. And I have no idea how typical it is from here, but uh, oh, there is muddy. There is muddy. There you are. Is that tail shaking? Yes, that tail is shaking. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm coming, girl. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, she's sitting. She's like, I'm waiting. Are you getting bigger? Are you getting bigger? I haven't seen the guy. It's kind of funny, the, the owner of that place. Uh, for a few, few days, he would actually come here to give her water or whatever, check on a place. And obviously, she's fed. She, she looks very good. Yes. Yeah. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Awesome. Are you wet? Are you a little wet? Did you get wet? You look like you. Oh. Mm. 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 Oh, there it is. There's a bell. How are you doing, Muddy? How's my Muddy? You don't look too bad considering it's quite. Uh, the ground is quite soaked here. Yes. 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 Mm. Yes. Laying down. Uh, how are these uh, are those zucchinis? As they kind of look like zucchinis, what he has here. Zucchinis or yellow, well, I guess, uh, I think uh, yellow squash in, uh, in Spanish would be zucchini as well, yeah. Which is weird because in, um, in Italian, if I'm not mistaken, is zucchina, uh, single summer squash. It's called zucchina, not zucchini. And I think it's zucchini, technically then, but I'm not sure. Some plurals in like a uh, uh, oval, no, is that oval? Ovo, ova, kipasha, 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 ovo, ova, which normally would be wovi, but uh, not in Italian. Anyway, they have some weird, a couple of exceptions for plurals, like uh, lenswolo, lenswola, which are like bed sheets. What? You're doing good? Yes, 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 a little bit more sugar, yeah. A little like yes, yes. Anyway, okay. Let me see my stuff here. If I have time to go on that little dirt road there. Uh, let me see. What's uh, what's my time? Oh, it's actually uh, okay. But I'm gonna go a little further. What the heck? You know, not like I have crazy to do. Um. Actually, I don't really don't have much to do. I would have oatmeal to make today, but and that's going to be about it. No laundry. Uh, so let me just go down here for a bit since I have my flip-flop. Because I'm doing my weight training today. Uh, kind of actually, I mean, I feel the weight, but I feel like I might. There we go. There we go. The pack was kind of pushing, pulling away from me. So I have those uh, straps on the shoulder strap that allow you to bring it back close to you when you have a when you have a decent backpack. You don't have to have a great one, but when you have a proper backpack, you have uh, those few gimmicks that 
really make a difference. <laughs> there she is, looking. So I'm, I have a feeling she's going to be waiting. Anywho, oh yeah, the boredom. Same guy traveling around. Uh, boredom is definitely something that's with me, and. Uh, Yes, like I guess it's not as easy to distract. I mean, I still do it quite well, you know, between watching some things on YouTube and then Netflix. I'm watching Back into the Wild now, so I'm toward the end. And uh, I know it quite well by now. It's got to be my, at least my fourth time watching it. And I still like it. You know, it's, uh, yeah, there's still things about Thinking about this guy, well, I never burned money, actually. <laughs> you know, but, you know, burning my uh, my French passport, my plane ticket, you know, my, my all my ideas, you know, throwing the key of the car away and running into a ranch and walking away from civilization with just a gallon of water, bag of gummy bears, my journal, a little jambé that I bought in Paris. And, uh, but I, I had used all the, I had used up all the money. I don't have uh, that antagonistic relationship with uh, money. I do have some respect and I do value it. You know, I don't, it's not my number one priority. But then again, I have never been in a place, I've never been broke as far as, I mean, the really the only time in my life, if I'm recalling right, that I've been broke was when I was 16, when I, became an apprentice, you know, with my parents, went to open a checking account at the bank. And I had my checkbook, you know, so my, and then basically I, uh, oh my goodness, what do you call it? I had, uh, oh, what's a word when you take more than what you have? What's a word? I had a fee for withdrawing too much money. Anyway, shit, I forgot the name of it. So basically, I, I didn't uh, get it, you know, initially that where you have money put into the account and you need to keep track of how much you have on the plus side and not spend more than what you have. And then, of course, uh, I had the fee. I had to pay that fee. And then that was the only time that I got the lesson very quickly. So I definitely, I do value, you know, and... Uh, and I am quite responsible and structured and disciplined when it comes to money. And like I've mentioned before, you know, it's because of that, my past, you know, has been quite independent. You know, meaning I've never had to, to stick in a situation, you know, because, well, I had to. Because I didn't, I, I didn't, I need the money, you know, like you would hear in many movies. Well, I have to, I have to do that. I don't want to, but I have to. Because that's where I am. And in my case, you know, there's been this interesting approach of where this kind of balancing of how much do I have and how much cushion, you know, do I want? How much do I really want to spend or, or really prioritizing? Do I really want that? Is it really worth it? Because if I want to buy that, it would mean, you know, I have to work for it. And for whatever reason, for me, more and more it became about seeing that kind of a weird uh, seesaw effect, which is like, 
why would I work more to buy more stuff if the more stuff that I buy does not really contribute to bettering my life and if it forces me to have to work more, so to have to put up with things that do not, you know, make me happy. So I think I became aware of that dynamic, you know, between uh, money, work, and pleasure, and all of those things. And for whatever reason, it just wasn't that hard for me to to just bring it back down and to become less, I guess, materialistic in that way. Ironically, for material reason, right? Because of what money is and means to me. And uh, and since I was 16, basically, you know, so that's uh, 35 years ago, was the last time that there was this weird thing about having to pay for something I wasn't getting and and kind of appreciating and having the respect for, for money. And I have never lost it, you know. I have learned to be a little lighter, so it's not something as important as it used to be. Uh, I'm still quite disciplined, you know, but I don't... Now, it's kind of like... I don't try to pinch every penny out of my ass, you know. I'm not quite as uptight or frugal. Well, I still am, but, you know, then if there's something that I want, basically, I don't even think twice. Because overall, my pattern is, you know, call it like 99% quite disciplined. So once in a while, or like a few days ago, when I went to get that thing of chicken and then that thing of cheese which is, you know, not typical at all. But I was like, yeah, go for it. You know, the idea stuck with me, and I'm like, okay, let me go and indulge myself. I mean, that's basically what it felt, right? It didn't feel like a healthy choice, for sure. <laughs> that's actually pretty bad for my book, you know. But I'm like, okay, I want it. I guess I'll go, I'll go have it. Because I do feel that, uh, yeah, those things, I'm not sure what they point at, you know. But at the same time, you know, they are not recurrent. And it's not a big deal in terms of indulging in that, and then you just get right back on and you keep doing what you're doing. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing, basically. It doesn't have to be all the time perfect, the right thing, you know, and then never, never going to the dark side. So so I think I'm kind of uh, lighter. Uh, but I do feel that overall, you know, my pattern... You know, is a uh, sorry, it's quite uh, quite healthy. So I don't uh, I don't need to split, you know, my toothbrush to lighten my load in my backpack type deal. Anywho, anywho. So I guess I'm coming to the end of my third week here, right? I mean, yeah, the first of June is when I get here, so. This is a 20th right today. So, and of course, uh, I mean, the boredom makes it tricky because I'm like, oh, shit, you know, how much more, how much more of that, you know, will I be dealing with? Okay, hold on, we have a local guy taking a morning walk. Read him. One of the ass. And uh, definitely a part of me is like, fucking me. All right, let's get to, you know, well, at least eventually, before I know it, you know, that experience will be over. And then I'll, I'll move on and I'll get back on the road. Then I have to think about, you know, the Camino, if I want to do Camino de la Lana, which is one I haven't done. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then it will be going to Burgos and then going backward on that Camino. So that's a possibility uh, for me to do 
to get one more done. Uh, and uh, well, actually, after that, I'll be looking at uh, possibly in the spring we have Almeria and Malaga, and then possibly getting that actually done to go to one of them, to go to Almeria or Malaga, then walking and then going back to the other one and turning around and walking again, and then doing that uh, that stretch of the Camino. So if uh, that's if I do spend my winter in Andalusia, there's a good chance I'll be doing that. Anywho, anywho. Oh, there she is. There is my muddy. There is my muddy. Yes. Who's my muddy? Who's my muddy? All right, I'll give you a little more sugar. Yes, thank you. You're catching it now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you look good. Yeah, you look... Uh, you look good. It looks like you guys taking good care of you in terms of your... Yes. Come on. Come on. Come get your sugar. Come get your second sugar. Second serving. I'm going to get you... I'm going to make you into a diabetic. God dog. Yes. 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 Come here. Come here. Oh. Oh. And actually, thinking of Muddy, uh, Pilar sent me some photos of her with run, run on the beach. So, uh, anyhow, and uh, we're thinking more than likely she went to Conil de la Frontera. Maybe she's taking, maybe, I don't know if she took a week of vacation because normally she has a phone back on, you know, on uh, basically it's okay to be disturbed. Uh, around six in the morning when she goes to work, but uh, I think last week she might have been a week off. Oh god! But you know, I still every morning, basically before I do my languages, I I, I think of how am I going to say hello to her that day, and uh, it's kind of a mixed bag of nuts. Okay, girl, see you tomorrow. Okay, see you tomorrow, buddy. Love you. And uh, there is sadness, you know. There is it's a mix of things, you know, being connected to Pilar. That kind of experience, kind of getting close and moving away, getting close, moving away, this weird back and forth. Uh, and then I still haven't kind of find really a new way to deal with that. Uh, that part of me is just really so, yeah, so attached to her or so connected. I don't even know what to call it because I honestly don't know what to make of it. But it still feels like it's... Uh, a meaningful relationship, a meaningful connection with another human being. I mean, and actually it is the only one, you know, it really is the only one that I really care about that is really, really meaningful and important to me. You know, like the two French guys. So I think Antonio, I'm going to leave the contact, but I think in a, by the end of the summer or whatever, or when I start to move on again, I will take him out. If I don't hear from him, because I will not be, I will not be reaching out uh, to him. I feel like our journey together was very, very nice. I really enjoyed him, but it's like it's, it's just not going anywhere else now. So it's time to move on. Maybe it would be different. I think if we were living close and you know we'd get together once in a while, I think it would be a nice friendship in that way to go have a drink 
have a meal, you know, do share some things, maybe go to a concert or whatever. But uh, not like that, not anymore. And his past is definitely quite different than mine. So, and then Gilles, uh, kind of same thing. I mean, again, they are nice. They're both nice and light, but uh, it just feels like that's not the kind of luggage that feels is fitting for, even though I don't quite know where I'm going. You know, I kind of know. I always kind of know, you know, what's just not jiving. And it feels like it's not jiving. So, yeah, it just feels like it's it's time to move on. It's time to move on. So, all right, going on that uphill now. Back to the albergue. There's a nice little loop here. Longer one going to the cell tower. Nice, with the pack on. Legs feel great. Body feels great. With that, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, 25 pounds or so that I have on, 20 to 30 pounds. And so, and I feel like, I think in the next week or so, I'm going to add, I'm going to have more weight, maybe two or three pounds to it. Okay. Anywho. So we'll see. It's very, very nice morning, you know. Very cool temperature yesterday. I actually put my jacket on during the day because, you know, it's uh, it was definitely cool in the albergue and not moving much. So it was quite surprising that here we are on the threshold of uh, summer. And uh, it's quite cool. Oh, here we go. This is albergue. I don't know what it's called. It just says albergue. I can't see another name. But uh, that's the one I talked about. It's kind of like an orange building, two-story building, good size. I mean, it looks like quite big, actually. And uh, that you could just take a left right here and before entering Navarrete and then go there. Anyway, a lot of people make the comment about, for a town that's small, there are a lot of lodgings for pilgrims. And it's true. And uh, anyhow. Anyhow, so, well, actually, hold on a second. Yeah, it does show you the, interesting. Oh, I guess if people go to the municipal albergue, so here we go, you have albergue de Cantaro, albergue municipal, albergue Buen Camino, yeah, una posada, if I understand correctly, a posada is like a lodging, like a, like an auberge, yeah, a lodging and a restaurant. And then Hostel Villa de Navarrete. So you have like at least one, two, three, four, five, possibly six albergues here in uh, Linda? No, that's not you. Is that you, Linda? No, I don't think you're that far. Well, it's not that far from the albergue. Linda is a daughter of Rayita. No, you look like a male. You don't look like her. Yeah, I think you're a man. You get a bigger head. Anyhow. All right. Wow, that was a big jump. Beautiful. How gracious cats are. So, my friends, anything else that I would like to share with you for today and my 
diary entry of uh, June 20th? I think not. So let's see if I have uh, that was two days in a row of very, very low traffic, very little action. So I'm carrying a nasty flattened uh, can of Coke. Una lata de Coca-Cola, una lata de refresco, soft drink. And uh, here we are, about to make the right turn of the Camino to, yeah, to about 50, 60 feet to the Arborge. I'm reaching out for the slippery floor. I have my flip-flop, and those are horrible on wet, slicky surface. But they just won't die. You know, I'm starting my fourth year with them. It's crazy. They are amazingly sturdy. They just don't have traction. All right, guys. One, two, three, four. Here we go. You want to go out? No, you're good? All right. So, on that note, recycling my can. And wishing you all a beautiful day, wherever you are, whatever you do. Buen camino.